Hey everyone, welcome to the True Strength Podcast. My name is Zach, and here, fellow co-hosts Daniel and I talk about being productive and taking control of your life. Fundamentally, we believe these are important aspects of true strength. All right, welcome to part two of our coffee mug sayings. Yeah, so this one, uh, we're going to be starting off with the common Christian saying, the fear ends where faith begins, which is a, a nice, lovely one because, well, I feel like a lot of the times what winds up happening is Christians think that they're not supposed to be afraid about stuff. Right. But I feel like that's just not the case. Fear is a natural emotion that God gave us. I think it's very natural and just normal to be afraid of things. Yeah, I think the main distinction that people need to make is like the difference between fear and anxiety. Because being anxious about something is like constantly thinking about it. Like, And it's, it's not very specific when you're anxious about something. Um, but when you're afraid, you know in that moment like what you're afraid of, and it's very specific. And then being anxious is just a constant, morbid sort of cloud around you. And I think that's the distinction to make between the two. Um, yeah, um, fear of worldly things will always exist. Um, this kind of goes along with it'll all work out, which we talked about in the first part of this series. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the other things we can think about at least when we're talking about fear is whether or not Jesus was actually afraid because that's what a lot of these sayings and important like Christian type things get boiled down to which is well did Jesus do this or did Jesus struggle with this because I mean obviously Jesus took on all the sins of the world and, and felt those those things through the cross um, that's that's like the entire concept of, of the cross itself so he knows what it feels like to go through like what it was like to, uh, to feel anxious, all these different temptations that he didn't have living his, or all these different things that he just didn't like go through with in his life, but all that pain and suffering that goes along and all the repercussions that go along with the sins that we have as people, uh, he felt on the cross. Um, but was Jesus ever afraid? I think is, is the important question because we know he wasn't, uh, he, he, he wasn't anxious because anxious is being constantly like worried about thing after thing after thing. And then fear is the specific in the moment being afraid of something. I think the Garden of Gethsemane is probably one of the few examples we have of Jesus being afraid. And he, he asks the Father, please take this from me. Is there, if there's any other way, and quite literally sweating blood. Um, and... The Lord's response is that he wants Jesus to go through with it. And Jesus is, responds with, the, okay, then we're going to go do this. Um, and I think that's really a, a brilliant example of Jesus being afraid and then just, just taking and, and going with it. Um, but I think to assume that we as people can go through life and just never be afraid of anything. I don't think from a Christian perspective that makes any sense at all. Right. Jesus is the one man that lived a perfect life on earth. So many people rightly use him as a model or example to try to live their lives by. Some things are specific to Jesus that we just you know can't do. We're not expected to be perfect, but we're expected to do our best to help others and try. Um, 
So if Jesus was afraid, then it's definitely okay for us to be too. Yeah, for sure. And just like a Bible verse that goes along with fear uh, is Philippians 4, 6. Uh, that fear is like a storm that eventually passes. And I think if we were to compare that to anxiety, it's more like a pervading fog or a mist. Um, and it's very unspecific. And just to kind of tack onto that a little bit, I think the, the reason that anxiety has problems is it's just constant worry. There is no peace. There, you, you have such a hard time trusting in someone in that moment. There's also a hard time classifying what's making you anxious. I think sometimes yeah. if I ask you what's making you anxious, you'll say, I don't know, just everything. That's not really a specific answer. Yeah, or you, you'll list off several things if you're more minutely aware of what's going on. But deep down, I, I find when I'm in those moments, um, I have, you know, those two or three or maybe one thing that like, I'm generally like has occupying my mental space. But if you were to ask me like, honestly, and if I were to honestly ask myself what I'm worried about, oh, when it's anxious, yeah, I don't, I, I couldn't pinpoint it to the one thing that I'm worried about. But then if I ask you what's making you fearful, if you are scared of something, I think it's a lot easier than to give a specific answer. Yeah, generally, it's really hard to like, in when you're living those moments to like distinguish what, what is being anxious feel like and what does being afraid feel like. Because um, now that I think about it, I'm trying to find like, distinct points where like i'm actually afraid of something versus when i'm anxious about something and anxious is way more frequent than than being afraid so but yeah i think that that sounds like it adds up uh but moving on to uh philippians 4 19 which you want to read off for us yeah for context it says and my god will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in christ jesus right this is a fun one so Paul is writing this to the Philippians, and what you have to know about the Philippian church is that they uh, gave to uh, missions a lot. They helped out Paul so many times. Um, this is the story, if you read the book of Acts, where uh, we hear about uh, Lydia, the person who uh, works with colors of purple which in those days and ages means that like she is a very wealthy woman. Um, and so what you have to understand, and even before uh, Paul mentions this in Philippians 4.19, is he's thanking them profusely for how much they've given to his efforts and how much they've just given to the church and just how much they've given up. And in, in so what you have to understand is you have, is just how much they're giving and, when you it, it's sort of going to tie along i think into some other things we've already talked about maybe that we're going to talk about later too but when you start doing things in such a way that is godly then you start to become changed as a person and that that changes you and you start having different values and different wants because you're being you're being made into a new person uh, and so i think that plays a role here but I also think that Paul is, he's, he's not wrong either. Um, he, they're, they're giving so much. And so if Paul's promise is that they're going to be blessed because of how much they're giving. So I think that's the context that we need to know. Um, and if 
that's something that you're called to do, then that's something that you're called to do. If you have a gift, then I think as Christians, and it's really hard, but it is remiss of us to not give away that gift in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, that that's that's my take on it. Is there anything you wanted to add to that or Yeah, it seems a little I mean, any of these can be taken out of context, but in this case, it seems when it says God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory, um, it seems like a general promise that he's making to anyone. Um, I do think that that's true, but it's not going to look the same for everyone. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And I think even if you add the context there, it would make even more sense with what you just said. So I think it works out perfectly. The next saying is... Um, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. This is said regarding uh, Christianity. Yeah, this is, a, this is a popular saying nowadays. And I think I wanted this to get discussed because I'm not the biggest fan of this quote. And I think you, Zach, wanted to get this thrown on because you wanted to maybe explain the saying. That is at least what it sounded like when we were like, sort of like, oh, which thing should we talk about? And that's, I think that's why this got on here. But I think that to say it is a religion is not a very accurate statement. I think to say that it's a relationship is more of an accurate statement. But I don't think it's quite good enough. And I think we can get even more specific and more accurate with what we're going for, with what it is like to be a Christian. So it's not just a religion, because religion... When we talk about religion, when we hear religion, we think rules, we think uh, legalism, we think the old law. If you're a Christian, you're familiar with that that saying. Jesus talks about uh, the law of Moses or and things like that. That that's that's what we think of generally when we think religion. We think those type things, and because of Jesus's death on the cross, we know that we have we are able to have relationship with. God now through um, uh, through the coming of the Holy Spirit being within us. And so that's what people more mean by it's a relationship. There's, you can have that personal relationship aspect. But m what my problem with the it's a relationship bit is that if you say that, then in a relationship, it's two-sided because... You know, you have you on one side and you have the other person on the other side, regardless of what kind of relationship it is. But with this example, God has done everything. It's like if to say it's relationship is to say that we have some kind of say in it. And I don't think we really we, we have that personal relationship. But to say that we have some sort of pull or like, you know, God, I don't really feel like I'm going to do that right now. That I just don't think that makes sense. Right. We, we have. um God will take into account our wants and needs, um, usually more so if they're in line with his plan. <laughs> but it's not for us to know what his set in stone plan is. Um, what happens day to day changes based on our free will and our choices and how we talk to God and our requests and everything. But at the end of the day, he's keeping things from us. And that's, you know, that's okay. Yeah, because some of those things are going to be real messed up for us. But I think... I'm okay with the, it's not a religion, it's a relationship, if you take that into consideration. Which I think to say, I think a better way of saying is it is that it's an identity. It's the way you live. Um, 
And I think that encompasses it a little bit better. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on to Mark 9:23, All things are possible to those who believe. This is kind of a lot like Philippians 4.13, which we talked about in our previous episode of this series. How do we want to approach this? Let, let's start with an abstract example. Yeah. Say I want to fly. And yeah. I'm like, God, I want to fly. Probably not going to happen. Probably. I mean, that's an example that, for lack of better words, proves this verse wrong. It's not a wrong verse, obviously, because it's in the Bible. But there are some things that are outside of God's will and plan that you will request and the answers will be no. And that's also just okay. And I think as part of is when we start becoming new people, because um, that's that's what the Christian process is like, and we kind of talked about that at, sort of at the beginning of this episode. But as we start becoming new people, we start uh, having Christ in us. We start realizing like the different things in life that are going to matter and things in life that aren't going to matter. I think this verse is really reaching out to um, those types of things. But when we start realizing the things that do matter and the things that should matter, and those are the things that we're going to need to be possible. The more we pursue God, the more our wants and desires will line up with what he has planned for us. Yeah, exactly. I think that summarizes that up remarkably well. The last saying for today is an acronym. It's uh, FAITH, Forward All Issues to Heaven. I don't think there's anything fundamentally terribly wrong with that. I mean, I think it kind of just is going to go off of everything else that we've talked about, which is you start having things in life where as you become more made into a new person, as you become more like Christ, then what you're going to have happen is, I mean, you're, you're still forwarding all your issues to, to heaven, but you're going to be changed as a person. Like, cause the spirit doesn't necessarily, the spirit, the spirit changes but the spirit isn't going to change your life. The spirit's going to change you to be able to handle life differently. And so I think as you progress and become more like Christ, that you're just going to be forwarding different issues to heaven than you were before. And you're probably, when you first start, or wherever you are as a Christian, then maybe like five years from now, you'll probably look back and be like, wow, I would have totally not been okay with, you know, whatever that was I dealt with last week, but you know, that's, that's fine now, I guess. I think that goes hand in hand with your life lining up to what God has in plan for you. The more you pursue him, um, the more, the, the more issues you have um, regarding heaven, th they'll just line up more uh, with God's plan for you and he'll help you overcome them. I think a little bit more effectively as you go through that journey. Yeah, that's not to say that you'll have less issues when you right. become a better Christian or you, when you become more like Christ. Um, but that that's just to say, like, it's just the issues you're going to have are going to be different issues. And it's just kind of how it works. Uh, but anyway, we have our Bible verse for this series, which is 1 Timothy 3, 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thanks for listening to this episode of the True Strength Podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider following us on Instagram at the True Strength Podcast so you don't miss future episodes. Until next time, goodbye and God bless.